two, one. Another bank failure. No one really cares that much. Not really hitting the market yet. It's good for JP Morgan getting those juicy assets while the taxpayer gets, you know, the junk. Earnings week is big on Thursday with Apple. Fed rate decision on Wednesday. Jobs number on Friday. Sell in May and go away. We got a good number to keep a, keep an eye on. Let's get things started. Monday morning, pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Okay, folks, let's get fired up on this Monday morning. Oh, I forgot to mention the Kentucky Derbies on Saturday, too. Uh, S&P's down five handles, 4183.50. Uh, made a new high from uh, the week in the pre-market session, but now hanging out near the lows of the pre-market session. Uh, the buck is in the green by 18.7 cents on the futures, 101.59. Bonds down almost a half a point, 131 and a quarter. Crude taking a hit down a buck sixty-eight at seventy-five ten. Gold is struggling to clear two K for good, down ninety cents at nineteen ninety-eight twenty. Silver going the opposite way, up one point four percent. That's thirty-five cents at twenty-five thousand five hundred and eighty. And on a day where you think Bitcoin would be ripping on bank bank contagion here, uh, it's down three percent, nine hundred and fifteen dollars at twenty eight thousand five hundred and sixty. Let's bring in Triple D, Triple yeah. D, sell in May and go away or just not employ any logic this month. No logic. This is the no logic market here. Um, but we, we've got a special guest here who we haven't seen for a while here. And, oh yeah! Uh, I think we need. I think we need to bring him in here in the background. He's hiding. Forget selling May. Just go on a cruise for the rest of your ah, life. I like cruises. Cruises <laughs> is the way to go. Less stress. Less yes. mess. Money. Well, Mitch. how I'm, was it? I'm back, guys. I'm back. The how only thing I can say is I still have seawater in my ears, so I'm not going to be so <laughs> in tune with the markets today. But I will get there. And I definitely will. Got to bounce back. I don't know exactly how last week went because I was sipping pina coladas oh, and nice. drinking too much tequila. Nice. But that's how it got to go. And uh, you know how it goes. Um, don't worry, guys. I did swallow the scorpion at the bottom of the bottle. So no. I'm ready to go this week. Let's get it going, guys. Worms. Isn't it worms? Scorpion. No, you know, we went harder. We his. went scorpion. Oh guys, guys, I hung out with. They were so tough. We used to fight whoever got to eat the worm at the bottom. Bottom. But I, what I wanted to ask you is, uh, did they have the midnight buffets? Is oh, that still you a know big... it? You know really? it. Really? Let Let me just say, I have to at least eight, like nine or ten pizzas while I was on the cruise. Uh, late night pizzas. You know, they, they they just go down so easily. You know, Sorrentos. Oh. oh, it's Italian too. I mean, come on, can't go wrong. But definitely, I will say one thing. If you guys think we're in a recession, you guys need to go traveling. 
wasn't was <laughs> busy, eh? Money, 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 money. Just flying around. Don't, 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 don't. You know Casinos, what? fool, spending money, everybody enjoying life. Money. Somehow, some way, guess what? We have money. You know what? I was uh, trip. I had uh, I had to uh, run out to the mall, which is a rare occasion for me, and to return something. And I almost did the I almost did the surveillance chat. I almost had you guys a pick, and I'm like, holy mackerel! Is I it? mean, I had to park in the boondocks. Yeah. I mean, the malls. I, people are spending. I mean, they're racking up the debt. They're spending higher interest care. rates. I mean, they don't care. They don't care. No. They don't care. It really, it's it's really amazing out there. But I mean, since- the most simplistic thing we've talked about this already is how to keep the consumer spending. You just lend them more money and lend them for longer periods of time. And you know, and like I said, in Canada, if you look back three years ago, there was nobody that had a, over twenty five year amortization on their loans. I think that report that I was reading, it's almost up to twenty percent have longer than twenty five year amortizations now, and some as long as fifty. So, I mean, you have to think about that. It's like, oh, you know, well, oh, what are we going to do? I can't, you know, meet my mortgage payment, my normal bills. I go to the bank and I say, oh, bank says, I'll help you out. We're going to take you 25 year to 45 year. Continue spending as you will. So the interest rates do nothing. Just people just kick the can down the road further, just like the U.S. government. So there you go. Let the party continue. All right. All right. Well, let's make it the disaster. Of course. Wouldn't you know it? I come back and... Well, I, I, I should have took a bet. Would a bank go? Would a bank not go by the time I'd be back? Well, I got my answer, right? Let's talk a little bit about it. JP Morgan acquiring all of First Republic's deposits and, of course, the majority of their assets here after the FDIC took possession of First Republic, resulting in the third failure of, of American banks since March. Of course, they withdrew more than $100 billion in deposits, as stated in their earnings report. So there you guys see it. FRC, the only question I had, because I don't have the answer yet, is, Joel, did you get out? Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about that a long time ago. Okay, all right. We're, we're yeah, make- oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I got a little too much food to water. I got smoked on that one. Uh, you know, I think it was in the mid-20s and had to pop, and then – just kind of like the GME trade, I just couldn't, I couldn't stomach it anymore. I was yeah. sick of talking about it, and I think I got out like in the thirteen handle, their fourteen handle. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad, boy. Down, it's not at zero. It's it, uh, it's down two thirty. I, Dennis, I saw it retrade again, and then it's halted again. So I don't know if you think this is going to zero. Well, you might have to wait a couple more days. I think what we got to talk about, though, is reaction in the other regional banks. Also, look what they're doing to JP Morgan here. Up 536 at 143.60. Uh, where were we in March? Uh, boom, boom, boom. It's not highs. This could be highs for the year in this one. I now, I did pick this one up when I did go on my banking spree, and I did buy this like in the 120s, but man, I'm, I don't, I'd hate to scalp out of it now. Dennis, what do you think? Is this really long-term good for J.P. Morgan? Actually, your March oh, yeah. high was 144.34. You got there in the pre-market trading. You actually got to 145. So if this holds against today, I'd be real, really impressed. What, what's your take? How do you see this as a negative? <laughs> I mean, they got a sweetheart deal. So here's, you know, like over the weekend here, FDIC's got to come in, bail out FRC here because of the failure. JP Morgan come knocking on the doors and say, hey, we'll give you some money for the good stuff. 
We'll get leave the taxpayer with the crap. You will take the good stuff, and we're gone. So, I mean, how do you go wrong? Jamie Dimon wins here. So, I mean, I'm not surprised it's up $5 on this because they're not taking on everything that's going to take on the good assets, the nice deposits, more accounts. I mean, this is basically taxpayers going to foot the bill here again because we're going to left with all the crap. They won't tell you that, you know, in the media because they want you to believe, you know, oh, yeah, taxpayers is a good deal for the taxpayers. Uh, just, you know, they're taking the good accounts and they leave the taxpayer with the garbage. So free market capitalism at its best. Jamie Dimon wins. Uh, do we have something on PNC? I just looked at some of the other regionals and they were flat. PNC's traded down, taking a little bit of a haircut off this, down four and a quarter and 57,000 shares. So I guess it's not all uh, peaches and keen for the regionals. Let's look at regions financial. What's the PNC? Is there a specific headline? I don't know. Some of the I regionals think, were down more than others. I'm wondering if there's a specific headline. I there. think they were a part of uh, the bids for what JP oh, Morgan got. Oh, they didn't win the bid. They didn't win the bid. Then win the bed. There you go. You see, Mitch knows something. Yeah, you're all over it, Mitch. Come <laughs> on, he says he's not with it. He's all over it. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's definitely going to affect PNC. Yeah. Um, and what do you think about the KRE now? Right. I. What you know, the technicals are there. I mean, so so there's two trains of thought here. One is FRC was it. This is the last bank to fail, and now we can move on. Start the new bull market because we are past the regional financial banking crisis. The other train of thought is that there are more, more shoes to drop here, more bank failures imminent. Some of these other ones that you know, really are sitting near the lows are going to come out and there's going to be more issues. PACW, WAL. I mean, some of these are slightly down here today. It's impossible to say you know, which view is correct here. I tend to think there's going to be more. But the market doesn't really care at this point in time. The market is celebrating that we can finally move past FRC, which we absolutely can. We can move past FRC right now. We don't have to look at this thing down 50% every day and then worrying about the contagion. So maybe this that being gone, we'll get you know the, the thought process of, okay, you know from even depositors not worrying about the other banks because we can move on. So I can't say who's right or wrong here. Well, let's go ahead and then just to bring it in, right? Let's go to a bank stock that reported earnings today. Let's talk a little bit about SoFi here. SoFi's Q1 EPS at a loss of five cents beat the loss of seven cent estimate. Adjusted sales at 460 million beat the 441.02 million estimate. SoFi raised their fiscally 23 adjusted revenue guidance from 1.925 billion to 2 billion. And now it's at 1.995 to 2.02 billion. Um, the first estimate was at 1.99. So a little bit of a raise on the revenue guidance there. And you guys are seeing SoFi up in the pre-market. Nice pop. Seven bucks major resistance. I'm not sure where it went to in the pre-market. But if I'm just cherry picking the technicals on the daily, that March high of uh, 6.97 is as good as any. Kind of in the middle of nowhere for me. So I think I'd be a seller up there near seven. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere here for me, though. Uh, Pre market high. Uh, very good. Dennis comes in at 696. And they threw, uh, really threw some nice volume around on uh, the last couple brackets. So uh, I'll just go, and I don't have hard statistics to back this up, but. This stock has faded a lot off its earnings pops. Whether that's going to continue today, 
I don't know, but a lot of times I've seen it even up more than this, and then they just come in with strict sellers. I like that $7 level, and if you could get, I mean, that's still $0.40 cents away. If you get a strong 7 bid, then maybe look for seven thirty. but I think it's really important. Like, this is one you really be keeping an eye, you know, on the open, you know, see if it can, you know, catch a bid off the open. It's a big, uh, a big move. 3 million shares, uh, but let's see if we can hold the gains for once. And uh, it really, this was a, this was a SPAC, right? So this is like, wasn't this is a uh, Hama Papalatia? Yeah, did, wasn't this uh <laughs> Yeah, it's a SPAC. SPACs are so it, long ago now, I don't know what was a SPAC and what wasn't. It was, it was. I know a lot of those SPACs went to, didn't do well though. Hey, 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 some of them, well, hang some on, hang okay. on. Some of some them are opportunities okay. at discounts. Mm, there you go. There you go. We'll see. All right. We'll see on SoFi. I know that a lot of people have uh, kind of faith in SoFi for it coming back. It got its bank charter. You know, it has some crypto exposure. Well, there you guys see SoFi starting to move a little bit. Some people are definitely happy on this pop. But of course, as it runs into overhead supply, that's where you got to be careful, especially at the ten dollars spot. If it yeah, ever pretty, gets there, pretty big environment. You know, you think in this environment with alternative banking and you know everything that this would be, you know, a, a, a better performer, and it hasn't. But I think it's competition, man. I think there's just so many options, right? I mean, when you go to banking, how many options do you have? Uh, too many, right? And now I even saw T-Mobile offering banking. Yeah. This so is you, why, and you know, Canada is very different here because we have credit unions and we do have some other options as well. But we basically have the big six banks, and the majority of Canadians are banking at the big six banks. Well, so, get ready, you know, Dennis. They, we're, they were, we're going towards CNBC. that model. Well, that's what the CNBC was arguing this morning. I think there's something there. I mean, maybe this is what's happening. This consolidation is going to just see J.P. Morgan get bigger and bigger and bigger in the monster, and that would be the argument to not fade this move in J.P. Morgan. Um, obviously, you know, maybe the other banks, the majors can't play catch up here, you know, yeah. Citigroup, which hasn't been doing great here, start to look like, you know, Wells Fargo, which is, you know, basically near the lows of the move here, Bank America near the lows of the move. Maybe there's a play here, bringing it back to the bank talk to buy some of the majors. I mean, JP Morgan, best of breed. We've talked about that for a long time. It was the buy on the dip back in March. But, you know, maybe some of these other majors that really haven't run up that much. I mean, we're talking about Bank America. It made the low at 26.32. It's three bucks off the low, and it's up here this morning. But if you think you're going to get more consolidation and these big banks are going to get the sweetheart deals, they may not all be JP Morgan that get the sweetheart deals. So maybe there's a play to be long some of the majors. All right, let's keep it mo let's keep it moving. Let's go to the cruise lines, of course. Uh, Norwegian cruise line reporting earnings today, and I did see a Norwegian cruise line out there when I was out. A Q1 adjusted eh? EPS, yes, loss of thirty cents beat the loss of forty cent estimate. Sales of one point eight two billion beat the one point seven five billion estimate, and they also took delivery of their newest ship, Vista. Do you guys all like shooting the bird when you go by the other cruise line there? It's like, oh, we don't like you. We're on Royal. We don't like Norwegian. We don't like I, the cruise lines. I mean, I'm I'm more like, <laughs> I, I'm going on Norwegian. I'm going on <laughs> oh, yeah, Carnival. Yeah, Let's good. go, baby. <laughs> is, that a, is that a thing, Dennis, or did you just make that up? No, I don't know. <laughs> 
I had a sank competition. Just a joke. It was a bad joke. I guess it, it's I morning. Norwegian, okay. take it to the take it to the technicals. Take us away from the mm, bad jokes. Take uh, this us away is, from the birds. <laughs> this a, it's a juicy. Uh, this is a nice looking setup here. Long consolidation, and uh, now you're pressing up towards the top of this consolidation. Uh, if this could clear the pair of highs, it, it's called thirteen seventy five. You already traded to a little bit in the pre market. I wouldn't worry too much about what's going on at 14, but long, you know, nice consolidation here. Decent report. Let's see if we can clear 1380, get, you know, then above 14. Boom, 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 boom. You know, things look wide open on the upside. Let's look at uh, Carnival Cruise Lines while we're doing the cruise line thing. Sure. Carnival getting a little bit of a pop kind of near the lower end. It's trading range, RCL. That that moving out of right there. That's moving. That holds 65. That looks okay. Long consolidation too here between 60 and 65. Now poking its head above 65, but we'll see if uh, a negative market maybe has an impact on that. S &P. I mean, there's so many stocks. Just stop here for a second, though, before we move to the S&P, because there's so many stocks here that are still sitting near the lows. And if you think the market has ran without you, no, those five stocks have ran without you, but there's a lot of stocks that haven't run yet. So if you think we're going to the next bull market here, Norwegian's probably a buy. If you think we're going to the next bull market here, RCL on a pullback is probably a buy. If you think we're going to the next bull market here, UAL, which just reported phenomenal earnings and they just hate it because everybody was banking on a recession, is probably a buy. So, I mean, there is, you know, a lot of stocks here that have not run yet. So, you know, maybe those it's going to be those five stocks that just continue. But I'm going to just go on a limb and say, if we're going to continue to have a bull run here, and if we're going to 425 on SPY and 435 and eventually back to all-time highs, I'm going to say these airlines and cruise lines are higher if that happens. All right. I was asking the chat what line was I. I was Royal Caribbean, Nick, so just to let you know. Yeah, Royal Caribbean. But um, it also makes me look at Carnival. I mean, that's down almost pandemic. Like, There's I, I mean, these things are at the lows. You're getting these things near the lows. They're not chasing. They're at the station. Would I argue if you're buying CCL today? Well, I say, you know, well, I think that's crazy. Not really, because you know what? The market is saying we're not going to recession. Mitch is on a cruise. He says it's busy. Doesn't feel like a recession. Joel goes no. to the mall. Doesn't feel like a recession. Maybe there's not going to be a recession. You know, I've been thinking there's going to be a recession. I've been thinking the second half. I've been thinking it, you know, maybe you just got to stop thinking that way. But you know what? If I'm thinking it's not going to be a recession, I'm not coming in here and buying Microsoft right now at these highs of 29 times earnings. But you know what? CCL, maybe I'd stop myself out the lows. So we'll set up the trade. Buy CCL today, 9.30. Not any recommendation. Just saying if you're doing it, your lower the moves 8.37. So your stop out's a buck. Could you have a scenario where this could see $12 again if we don't go into recession? Absolutely. So I'm not fading the move in NCLH here this morning. All right, we'll see what happens in the cruise lines. But to get a little bit out of the cruise line talk, we can talk a little bit about what could happen this week with the, you know, are we going to get 25 basis points? Do you guys, I mean, yeah. the CME Fed tool is saying 89% yeah. for yeah. 25 basis points. What do you guys think? Do you think this potentially could maybe just be the pause finally? No, I think it's 25 and they just kind of stay the same language here. So. Again, the Fed sees what you see too. Don't kid yourself. They're not just blinders. And they know they're starting to get ahead of inflation here. But they don't want to quit too early. And they're not going to change their commentary too early here. 
So I don't think they're going to say 25 and it's over. We have beaten no, inflation. No, There's going to be no. no victory declared here. They're going to go 25. They're going to s- continue to say data dependent. They're going to continue to say all the buzzwords. Just that they're staying the course. And you know what? The Fed is winning because, one, the Fed has you know seen this market here, which has been very resilient. So the market is holding up strongly and inflation is coming in. You know, at least in the data, you know, maybe in certain things you're not seeing it, but you're definitely seeing in other things. Don't go to a Taylor Swift concert because my buddy just said it's a thousand bucks in Chicago to go see Taylor Swift, which seems absolutely insane to me. I'm not that I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but um, just to pay a thousand dollar for ticket price to go to it for one night is like, I don't know who can afford that, but you know what? It sells out. So, I mean, there's certain things that are just going nuts with pricing and there's certain things that have come down. We know lumber has come down substantially. Like I'm building this shop here um, on my property and I was just, you know, I've got it out there for quotes, but, you know, I just threw it to the lumber package and, you know, where we were paying, you know, a ridiculous amount for two by fours two years ago, they've come back down to pre-COVID pricing. So lumber has come down. So there has been some deflation in certain things. So certain things, sticky, we know labor is sticky, but you know what, Fed, you got to tip your hat to them because right now there's still the possibility for a soft landing. Look at uh, lumber liquidators. <laughs> That's still around. Three twenty nine. It's called that. Change the name, right? Flooring, flooring holdings. Around for Inc. now. I don't buy yeah. stocks so. though. Who was who was the big one? The big action Man. in that one. That was uh, that was Whitney Tilson, right? I think the, that the was... formaldehyde. Yeah. Remember the formaldehyde? That, yeah. Never yep. recovered from that. Never you get did. Formaldehyde in your wood, you don't buy. No. Yeah, that, that that might be a, a determining factor. <laughs> Let's look at the long. monthly. When was that? Look at the, the just, just was scroll that back, back on the daily. That is ugly, man. It was right around here. Oh, yeah. right 2014 formaldehyde. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing the show back then. I remember yeah, talking about it on I remember. The show. I think it was. I think it was Whitney yeah. Tilson. I think that's yeah. a, a a call that he made by him. But you know what? If you want to, Dennis. I mean, instead of buying these dogs that you know you're looking at the cruise lines. I mean, why don't you go to strength? If you're buying technicals and you want to go to strength, why don't you go to your your housing stocks? D. H. Horton making a new old time high. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah, no, I'm just saying if you, you're yeah. looking at different indicate, you know, boom, that that's off a little bit. Uh, Toll Brothers, I mean, also another, you know, indicator. I mean, in our area, everyone lives in different areas. I mean, they're out there working. They're out there building houses. They're building condo units. I mean, I, I don't know if people, you know, it's still 5%, you know, whatever. Maybe they're putting a lot more money down. Uh, but I mean, the building, the building is strong here. Look at, look at Toll Brothers up. Uh, well, no, that's not There's a lot going time. on. And, yeah. and again, you know, some of it is material costs have come in a little bit here. So projects that were put on hold for a little bit are starting to pick it up. Now, again, you know, there's still some projects that are, you know, and, and pricing on some stuff is still insane. So, I mean, nobody's got the crystal ball here. Let's just stop for a second and we can say, oh, do you think we're going to recession or do you think we're not going to recession? Nobody really knows. And I'll tell you, even if you had the crystal ball and you knew we were going to a recession, you still don't know how the market's response to that's going to be. Because that's this true. is the kind of market that goes all priced in anyways. So we get the two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, technical definition last year, which would technically put us a recession. But no, he's saying it's a recession. And then, you know, so that could happen again. And maybe we get that again. And all of a sudden, you know, oh, well, it's priced in anyways. So, I mean, nobody has a crystal ball here. 
I still think we're in the battle between the Bulls and the Bears, and I don't think we're ripping all-time highs, and I don't think we're going back down to the March lows. I think this sideways market could continue for a long time. And that's why I think if you're buying premium, buying options, I think you're on the wrong side of it. I think you're better to sell premium here. Um, I think we're still in a sideways market. The thing I don't get is the new office buildings going up. I'm like, subscribe. I'm like, I, well, that's I, insane. Yeah. I mean, like, Let's look at VNO. You know, VNO, but, but look at this. You know, the funny thing is VNO slashes the dividend to zero for the rest of the year. They only said for the rest of the year. So it's a dividend. You'll, you'll know. They hammer the stock on it. They hammer the read on it down, you know, two days ago when you were away money, Mitch. They hammer it down to 1321. It was 12 and a half in the pre-market. So it was below or at least to those March lows. They buy it right back, though. We want to own office space in New York. We want to own office space in Chicago. We want to own premium office space. That's what you're buying if you're buying VNO. Not for me, but this market is like all the bad news is priced in. This is as bad as it gets. That's what they're. That's what, what the they, scenario they're... on all these you know beaten down stocks is. Is that is the all is is this as bad as it gets? It's like the opposite to that movie. Is this as good as it gets? Is this as bad as it gets? That's what the market is banking on here, and maybe it's right. All right, let's move to a stock that's moving up and just reported just a little while as we open the show. Let's go to On Semiconductor Q1 EPS, $1.19 beats the $1.9 estimate. Sales of $1.96 billion beat the $1.92 billion estimate. They did see Q2 adjusted EPS at $1.14 to $1.28 on the high end versus a $1.06 estimate. Revenue also uh, to $2.075 billion on the high end versus a $1.93 billion estimate. Also stating that automotive revenues grew 38% year over year to a record 50% of total revenue. Boom. Hmm. On semiconductor. What do you guys think? You're coming up to resistance on that, but I just think, you know, take it to NVIDIA. The resilience here, new highs here happening again, does not pull back whatsoever. 60 times, people don't care. It's being driven by FOMO. It's like, I got to be in this one. This is the one. This is AI. This is the future. Who cares? 60 times earnings. It'll grow into that multiple. We won't worry about that right now. I mean, that's where this market is at. So recent pullback in AMD. Somebody in the chat last week was talking about this. Good call. Because, you know, you see an in, NVIDIA setting up at the highs. But NVIDIA, or AMD, pulled back almost 20 points from its highs. That buy $84, $85 last week is looking pretty smart here right now. Because now you're 90 and moving up here. I like AMD on pullbacks better than NVIDIA. And on semiconductor is just, you know, I, I don't, this is a diff- It's in the middle of nowhere. Just for AMD, just want to state, just for everyone to know, Tuesday after the bell, they report. Go ahead, Joel. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you got a quick gap fill here. 76.40 stands as your pre-market high, and you got a low right there at that area when you gapped down back on April 19th. So you're filling the gap. Also, when this one, just when it pops out to me and I look at the 76, 77 area, you basically had a move from 87 down to 67. That's about halfway back. So what the bulls got to do, he got to get up in this 50% area, establish a strong bid, and maybe take a poke at 80. Uh, if not, it just, you know, could be a changing trend here. And this, you know, you're selling into the retracement because, you know, you missed out selling it at 80 plus dollars. But uh, trading up pre-market, three and a half bucks, 354, it's 75 and a half. 
All right, let's go to some of the analyst ratings on the day. We got one in Goldman Sachs on downgrading ExxonMobil to neutral, announcing a $125 price target. What do you guys think about good old ExxonMobil here? I've got a day trading position on it, so I, I'm not going to talk it. A, a downgrade, but uh, they have a $125 price target. I like uh, that one. Yeah, that's... Uh, Ha, boom, boom, boom. I would just say crude's getting ripped today. I don't know what the, the catalyst is for that. I think you have you just have to stick with this thing. I mean, you had that gap up day. That low was 113.12. If, you know, as long as it stays above that gap area, I mean, you know, you kind of feel like you have to be a buyer. It came back down right to that 113.23 area. But Conversely, coming back on the upside as a new all-time high made on Friday, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that uh, that closing price on Friday, 118.34 into 119.92. I think things are going to thicken up uh, on the you know on the upside here as it starts to rally, and I, you know throwing out bids at just random places I wouldn't do, but uh, well, you're opening the yesterday's low. Uh, well, just below it. I don't know. Under this, I don't see anything to the 115 area. But tough looking chart because crude has popped and given it back the retracement. But mm -hmm. but the stocks haven't, and that's just because of the stinking low PE in these things. So we'll see what happens today. Uh, I like selling at the resistance 118.34 better than uh, trying to pick a bottom in this one today. I'm wondering if crude goes back down below 72. I know it's been close to that since the recent pop, but we'll see if it starts getting back into that area. Uh, overall, we'll see if oil starts coming down. I got another rating here, and this one maybe uh, Dennis can talk about. I don't think he has a position in Comcast. What about Bank oh. of America Security upgrading Comcast to a buy wow, and raising price target to 49 and this, you guys can tell, I think Joel's super excited about this one. This market, man. I mean, this just buries people sometimes. The wicked moves you get. Like Comcast is a low beta, not really, and, and, and you know, not really a big mover. Has the earnings, gap and go and screw everyone that faded it. I mean, everyone. This is one of the biggest moves for Comcast Ever. I've seen in years. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's talking about it. It's zero. And, it's, it's, and, and Comcast, funny, it's the CNBC parent. You know, and it's getting, you know, it gets zero love from CNBC. This move, it just went from 36 bucks to 41 bucks, basically overnight, continues. So now you get the analyst chasing price. And like, yeah, 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 we're going to, we're going we're cord cutting, you know, cord cutting, Comcast, get along. I don't know what to say. You know, yeah, this, tough this is the market where if you're trading some stuff logically, you're losing money. It's probably why I struggled last month and I was going to go into this conversation. I struggled last month. Um, just getting chopped up around, trying to use too much logic in this market, trying to think too much. This was the market just blindly, fade moves just blindly, you know, go with, you know, whatever the flow is, you know, blindly buy the dip in Microsoft, make money. I mean, this is the kind of, you know, market where logic is not working. Comcast, just, you know, the earnings were fine. Stocks just going. Momentum, the momentum bots, like the bots get a hold of it. And they just grab and they can't stop. They don't I care. Mean, you, you see it with that top. You, and you were away here, Mitch, for this last week. I don't know if mm -hmm. you saw it when you're on your cruise or if you were just not looking. Like I wouldn't be looking at the markets either. But this TOP, Mitch, which is a Chinese like brokerage or whatever, 
went from five dollars to two hundred and fifty dollars oh. here basically like just like that two days oh, five man. to two hundred and fifty now it's back to 70. this is the market when something gets going the bots just like the gravitate oh momentum box gravitate to it and drive it and i mean not the comcast is top but saying this big move here is grabbed by momentum bots as well and if you're fading certain moves like you know when they start getting going you actually can get hurt so certain times are meant to fade but you know in some situations fading doesn't work either top you'd be killed fading comcast last week you're not doing well if you're fading either it trading up uh 36 uh 36 cents I got nothing for you here. I could drill down on the dailies, but I think what would be more important there is just, you know, and I, it's a thick stock. It's not a New York stock, so you can't see the books. Uh, but I'd say, you know, 42, you know, like someone's got to be thinking, is it hasn't been at 42 since uh, the middle of 2022? And here you back up the next monthly highs. Like if you just want to be like rah-rah bullish, uh, forty-three seventy-two was your July high. I would give that my next target, but I just—if you bought it here, I just don't know, you know, where I would say uncle. You know, if I bought it today and it went red, I'd be out. It'd be, you know, it would be down thirty-six cents. So unbelievable move on Thursday. Followed up on Friday. Bank America coming in and piling on on it. Oh yeah, they just chase price all yeah squirrels. <laughs> Thtr. Uh, Spinner making a great point here in the chat here too. CHTR was a disaster report here, Joel. They missed six dollars. This was last. It's on, on Friday morning. Six dollars and sixty-five cents versus seven dollars and fifty cents. Just a huge miss. The sales beat slightly here, but not a good report whatsoever. What do they do? They buy the hell out of it. I mean, this is Foreign the market, market where you're thinking and you're analyzing the fundamental information to extract where price is going. You are struggling here right now. This market, not trading on logic. Uh, Mitch, uh, another thing. Uh, did you see a lot of people wearing Crocs on your cruise? Because uh, <laughs> they came out with the best report, a raised guidance, everything you can do. And they not just look at you can see what they did on oh, the daily. So is that a sign of inflation? Shoes with holes? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? When I was at the mall, I did see a Croc store. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know they had a whole, a whole store. Whole for it a man i thought it was just like a, a mall kiosk or something <laughs> no they got those too but uh <laughs> that's how it is man you can't mess with the crocs right and i mean no overall i mean uh how's nike been doing lately i mean they, they don't look too bad either right i mean this looks like it's setting up there a little like kind of rounding bottom starting to make its way up we'll keep mm -hmm. an eye on retail overall what do you guys think i mean if we're not going to a recession why not maybe look a little bit at retail and, and some of the shoes? I know Dak has still stayed strong. That's that's one of the monster stocks in footwear. And um, what was the what, – What stock was that, Mitch? Uh, Dak, D-E-C-K. Oh, oh, yeah, Deckers. Yeah, Deckers, yeah, Outdoors. Yeah. They've been just – they just yep. keep going up. I mean, look at that monthly chart. That yep. is that is a, a really best of breed in the, in the footwear. Would you buy the Crocs pullback? Um, I mean, come back into support. At least your you have support. You have your great. you have your one twenties right there, right? I mean, yeah. you guys can see that right there, and you got a couple of wicks uh, coming coming back. Definitely showing you that some somebody's trying to take that buy. Um, the question I, is, is the momentum broken now, and mm -hmm. then you know, just momentum yeah, yeah. bots take it the other way. It's like these little pockets of momentum are wicked. 
And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, if you can identify those pockets and, you know, obviously the momentum just all of a sudden is gone here. Had so much momentum before the report. Report's a fantastic quarter. Actually raised guidance here, Mitch, when you were away and it hammered the stock. Ooh. Exact opposite of charter. Crap quarter, uh, it's buying the stock, you know, and, and that's, you know, the way this market is working here right now. So, you know, if you're trading on fundamentals, you're like, well, it's Crocs pulling back here. It's probably a buy. But then again, if you're trading on momentum, well, the momentum's all gone. So... This market is tough, man. Tough market. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I'll be looking at it. If it can get back over like kind of 126, it doesn't look too bad for me. Just needed to get back over kind of 126, start working its way to 130s. We'll see what happens on the Crocs. The shoes with holes. All right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Let's go ahead. Let's get out of the market and let's get into everybody's favorite Monday time. You guys know what it is. Tim Quas here. Let's get into it. Market Structure Mondays. Tim, Tim, how we doing? I'm well, thank you. Welcome back. I, you know, that's a pretty bold statement to say everybody's favorite because they're yes. probably not everybody's Even favorite. Even people that don't tune in, they need to figure it out. Market Structure Mondays, baby. <laughs> we We've well, got a brand new background here, though, and I have no idea where you are now. Sometimes you're at the lodge. Sometimes you're it, in a hotel. Sometimes you're at, you where, know, where are you right now? Where is Tim Quas? I am at our Denver house. At, Denver at, house. At Denver, at baby. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all where about you, it. Mitch? How far are you from Denver? Oh, I'm I'm in Charlotte oh, now, oh, but yeah, I, I still I still cry about Dennis, where were you? I forgot. Dennis, you better <laughs> lay off to the markets today, man. Uh, but where were you? Made... Okay, but he's Colorado for I was where, Colorado Springs. Where were you? Denver. I I was in Colorado for about like two or three years. So yeah, I, know, I know. I enjoyed it. Trust me. It just got too expensive, man. That inflation, it, they get you. It is uh, it is a very expensive city. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, 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 if you hear Tim say, you know the deal. <laughs> Tim, is there um, is there a different um, dress code um, at your house than you had at other places here? Because I see you yeah, got the sport look, coat on. Snazzy, yeah. Looking yeah. snazzy. Karen requires that I wear a jacket here. Oh, oh you, you, trying to keep yeah. Karen keep the keeps the standards. The standards. No, I'm. I, so I'm about to do what you were doing, Mitch, and uh, so, so I'm headed to to uh, Santorini, Mykonos, uh, oh. sailing off of Corfu. Uh, tripping around uh, Athens and Delphi and Meteora, you could do this too. Pinkies Ed, up, baby. Use if you use market structure. Ed, yes. <laughs> so, so I figured I better dress up because I'm going to be out. I'm, I'll be out. I won't be back till the 24th of May. So, uh, you guys are going to have to carry the market. I don't know what we're going to do without you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I'm just going to have to use your. Data, I didn't get but... a written permission slip or anything from you here. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't we didn't get we'll the talk request. about this after. Okay, okay, there'll be some <laughs> reprimanding. <laughs> All right, let's get into the markets. Let's take a look, and of course, let's take a look at forget U.S. stocks. What about hmm, the Caribbean? I was out there in the Caribbean. Is, what about it? Huh? Where is that? That's where you were, right? Were you? Where did you yeah. go? Where'd you? Yeah, go? I, I went to uh, Honduras and two Mexico spots. Okay. Okay. You were on the, on the West side of the sea. On the West side. Yeah. Okay. On the West side. I, I, w- I went through the golf. I went out of Gaveston. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, I don't know if you, you know, should we just forget the U S market? Is it a, do, do you, uh, do you go away in May? You guys, uh, mm. do we just buy, just buy real estate in, in the Caribbean instead? Maybe. Joel, Joel, you get, you get any ideas? 
<laughs> Joel's gonna be in the keys for the rest of the of the rest of the month. You know it. He's going away. All right, Tim, let's get into it. What are we looking at? Of course, uh, we got the bank disasters continuing here. F FRC finally goes away. Yeah. Should we start looking at maybe some of the bigger banks after this? What is it showing up in the data? Well, it's a you know it's a it's a large question. The, the I'll t I'll tell you how I think that traders. So you, you as edge users, how do we how do we approach this? And uh, I will show you what how, you know what I would do because I don't know bank financial statements. Bank accounting is unusual. Uh, and I'm not going to, to uh, uh, profess to, to know who's in bad shape and who is not. But the good news is you don't have to know that uh, as, a, as a trader, at least from a, from a supply and demand perspective. And, and you might have other ways to think about this. I've got Deckers up. Here's why Deckers has done so well. So long as stocks are above five and supply is falling, they rise when those conditions reverse. And that's really what you want to look for. If uh, For Deckers, if demand drops below five and supply reverse to rising, it's still very high. This could stop rising at any point. Uh, but that's what you look for. And I would say the same thing is true of banks. The beautiful thing about market structure, the regulations and mechanics of the market that determine how prices are set, is that it reflects every known motivation. So you don't have to know bank financials. Uh, you can look at what everybody else knows by looking at supply and demand in financials. And one of the things that I will do, I do this routinely, is just go to the financial sector. Uh, let me zoom this in a little bit. So this is a 30-day demand and supply. So demand is now back below five. Supply is not bad. I mean, you look at this and say, there isn't an indication for this group of over 530 stocks that would suggest that there is imminent trouble. But you could go into the sector and then do this. Look for the how many stocks uh, in this group have a have supply short volume. Short volume is the supply chain of the market. It's the it's the data set associated with the modified uptick rule put in place by the SEC in 2010. Then FINRA regulated to that, and and it requires. Uh, broker dealers to reply to, to report whether the trades uh, that they're executing involve shares that are owned by the, the broker dealer or its customer, or have they been borrowed and market makers can create stock. So here's a little bank out of South Carolina that is 100% short. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's in trouble, it hardly trades. So there is more trading activity in banks because there's more focus on them. And so if there isn't a real buyer or seller, market makers will manufacture supply, but it's a great way to look at it. You can look at the accumulation of heavy shorting in banks and have a pretty good idea what kind of risk exists. And I would say we're a ways away. You know why that's 100% short is there's literally a trade by appointment only. And yep. so what a market maker does is they basically meet that difference between when a buyer wants to buy and a seller wants to sell. There's a time difference there on really small stocks. Yep. And because this is trade by appointment only, meaning it hardly trades at all, the odds of a buyer coming in really at the same time as a seller here is almost zero. So that's where you have the market maker intervention here coming in to make up that difference. So basically, every time somebody's willing wanting to sell this stock, it's almost always going to be a market maker on the buy side. And every time somebody wants to buy the stock, it's almost always going to be a market maker shorting it to them 
on the sell side, which is why you see that short volume so high. So I just wanted to clarify because some people are thinking people are positioned here on the short side, and that's not the case. This is just a market making uh, phenomenon. Am I correct here? Uh, well, you know, you're, you're an expert on on. Uh, you are too, Tim. That's why I like to default and just make sure that I'm on the right path here because this is just my thought process. I have no inside information on that there's a market maker that actually did short it. But my logic here says that's why we see that. You're absolutely right. The interesting thing is it's skewed. It's much greater than what it ha It hasn't historically been 100% short, uh, at least not all the time. Uh, so here's the, this is looking from year to date for this particular stock. And I'm sorry, I'm on my Microsoft Surface here instead of my larger laptop. But the, you can see that it's been an issue since January options expirations, basically back here. Uh, and, and the trend has continued to rise. It is absolutely, as you described, it is trade by appointment only, 1,500 shares a day. Uh, if you want to buy any amount of it, a market maker is going to have to short it to you. There's no question about it. Uh, but I think the fact that it's it's where it is does reflect, and this is an old, old bank. This bank's been around since 1924. It's not like some fly-by-night outfit. It's a small bank, regional bank. Uh, but but that it is so high does tell you something about the mounting attention being paid to these things. You know, something to keep in mind. This is just as a general observation mm -hmm. that the, the Dodd-Frank regulation in 2010, and I'm not, this is not my own thought. This is, you know, Jay Clayton, Gary Cohn, and others have talked about this. Gary Cohn, former CEO of Goldman Sachs, Jay Clayton, former head of the SEC, that Dodd-Frank put a, a moat around six giant American banks who are going to over time absorb everything, just like JP Morgan did. I'm saying oh, absorb everything because they're the, they will always be the buyers of last resort because the government has effectively guaranteed six large banks uh, capacity to absorb failures like First Republic Corp. Uh, over the weekend. And by the way, JP Morgan did not take the debt or the equity. They took only the deposits and oh, the yeah. assets. And they the took the good stuff. For it, right. <laughs> so, so the, the, and the point out of that is what? Well, ultimately, it's back to what you, how, where you started, Mitch. You were talking about the consumer, Deckers, Crocs, the American economy and the global economy, the developed economy is predicated on consumption. The, uh, U.S. government's balance sheet reflects the capacity of the consumer to service the consumer's debt and other obligations. Well, the U.S. government's $32 trillion in debt. If you added the unfunded liabilities, it's a, over $100 trillion in debt. The larger question is, can we, can we kite checks relentlessly to bail stuff out? Well, no. And at some point, this is going to become an issue. And I think if you're a trader, you should pay careful attention to this. Just watch the accumulation of shorting in the financial sector. Right now, it's not bad. There are banks of some size. You could look at, uh, uh, you know, here's a, here's a case in point, Market Corp. $18 billion in market cap. Uh, it doesn't trade a lot either. 50,000 shares a day, 76% short. You will notice that most of these stocks don't trade a lot. Uh, but HWT trades, uh, so so this is Hancock Whitney, old, old bank. They trade 600,000 shares a day, $3 billion in market cap, and it's 74% short. I think there are signs that there will be significant trouble. 
But the larger concern isn't to me the regional banks, it is the American consumer. Do we have the capacity to continue to spend? And so as you trade consumer discretionary or staple stocks, you should keep this in mind, folks. You know, watch these sectors and the development of shorting. Look at consumer discretionary. It's not bad, but they're well over 50% short. Consumer staples, 50% short. Debt flatlining at five. They're not great. They're not great. And I think that at some point, and it will catch us by surprise, nobody ever effectively predicts these outcomes that we are going to have trouble with the American consumer, not the banks. Our ability to consume is going to be the trouble. So then what do you do as a trader? Trade diverging supply and demand that always exists somewhere. And that's the thing to focus on. I would say trade, we're beginning to see a shift away from momentum. There are only five components in the momentum health, uh, portfolio. The math looks for those. There are a dozen in low volatility. That's not a lot. What are those five? Yep. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you who the five are. Let's go back over here. And they're not bad. I mean, if I look at these five, they've all got good supply demand divergence. This is what you look for, folks. Strong demand well above five. And, and near term, the last five days, the last day, falling supply. Those are the things that produce, if you're willing to take gains, not chances, you can make 2% on those time and time and time again. Not 30%, but two, stack it, two, stack it. That's how you make money in this kind of market. Baxter, pretty good. It's weird to see them in this uh, portfolio. Uh, I can't even remember what see. Crown holding. So crown holding um, uh, is, is uh, nine with 45% with short volume. Look at this, 40%. Well below the market at 50, 31%, 38%. Uh, even, uh, is that Mastech? So- uh, Masco, yeah. Yep, Mastech. Masco, yeah. Masco. So, so uh, there's some opportunity, but there it's very limited. You right? know what you're seeing, and I've started, maybe it's selective mm -hmm. perception on my part, but we're starting yeah. to see some of the beaten down stuff that really hasn't participated start to rally. Comcast was, we were just talking about that one, and yep. Charter. These are two beaten down names that have not been participated. They didn't have great earnings report, but they're buying them. I feel like you're starting to see Baxter is another one. I've talked about yes. this on the show here. It's beaten down to a valuation level that's just ridiculous, to be honest. And yep. we were talking about this in the mid-40s. And it continued to go down after I talked about it. Got down to 37. Well, it's back up to 47. So I feel like there is some bottom fishing happening in this market where people are starting to look down for what is beaten down to valuation levels that just mm -hmm. you know don't make sense anymore. Maybe the stocks have just gotten too cheap. I believe Baxter is one of them. I'm not a fan of Comcast, but the valuation level has been cheap for right. a long time here. Are you seeing other you know, examples of this, Tim? This is just me yes. thinking here in the last 50 minutes. But are you seeing other examples of this? Well, and there's a dovetail between, yes, we are. And I, I have not seen this big, what we could call the, you know, is it a... Is it a moving from risk on to risk off? Is it moving from growth to value? I mean, the bit large tech stocks have been great, but they can be both growth and value. Remember, the largest single asset class in the world, folks, uh, with over 40% of all institutional assets is passive large cap blend. And here's here's the thing, you know, what's what's happened in banking is we don't think about, you know, how are how are Bill and Sally Smith's uh, finances and are they able to service a mortgage? <clears throat> no, we take we take mortgages and we ch we put them into chunks uh, and they become tier one or tier two capital. And so banks are like, well, I need a chunk of tier two capital. 
and we don't think about well, what all is in that. And the U.S. Um, stock market is the same way. Most of the money in the market is trading it as a product or a price, not as a story. So if I need a product and, and now the product called uh, Microsoft, which I would prefer, or maybe Apple, man, you know, I, they we're running out of that product. So now I got to go to Baxter, which is still tier two capital. I'm just, I'm making an analogy here. So I'm looking at the Baxters, there's their utilities beginning to show up. If you look at the utilities from a sentiment standpoint, 90% of them are bottomed or rising now. And I think that that is just a if you have money looking for large, like Sempra, you know, look for Sempra Energy. It's a it's a giant utility that offers, you know, a big slice of a product called passive large cap blend that this money needs. Look at that. There's there's an exhaustion of the supply side and very steady demand. Well, that's the kind of condition that can give you a 2% gain. Take the 2% gain. You're just seeing what is happening with this big money that needs stuff. And by the way, it's new month, new month, new money. I don't yeah. know if there'll be new money, but everybody's 401k plan. We do it. You only make contributions. We just made a significant con contribution to the uh, 401k profit sharing plan for our employees. Well, like it's deployed by advisors. We have, we have managed accounts and they're going to deploy that. And there are other people doing that. And that stuff will hit the market. Where will it go? It's going to go low volatility. It's going to go to bonds. Really, that's where it's going to go. It's not going to go into growth stocks. So that's because that's not where that money that wants safety goes. It goes into large, stable stuff. And the market is heavily concentrated. I've talked about this before. There are less than 500 large caps in the Wilshire large cap index. There are 483. There are only 289 stocks in the Wilshire mid cap index. And you put those two together, they're 92% of market cap. That's where the money is. And so you have to realize that, folks, as a trader, just go where the money is. Uh, looking at low volatility again, if there's a supply demand divergence with stuff at five, all of these stocks are at five, 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 five right in the middle. Bristol Myers, Sempra, PPG, Coke, um, uh, Brown Foreman, Applied Materials, Dominion. That's the kind of stuff where the money is starting to go. And so we mm. can follow. Like always, show me the money, they say. Uh, and Tim Quas bringing it to you guys. Market Structure Edge. You guys check it out like always. Get your free trial. Appreciate you like always, Tim. Have a good time. And Welcome we'll see back. you soon, my friend. Enjoy the seas. Thank you. Thank Take care, guys. Time. We'll see you in a few weeks. All right. Thanks, let's go. All right. Let's go. Let's do uh, just a peek into the market. What do you see out there? How are we doing, Joel? We still leaking? Yeah, defended the pre-market low, and then uh, just coming back to unchanged here, 88.50. We got good love. We finished the week on a strong note, finished the month on a strong note. We'll see if it's selling May or go away, but, man, we're, we're up at resistance, and we didn't give it back overnight with another bank failure. But uh, we got a few minutes left here. Do we uh, got our trade zero segment lined up? You know it. Let's kick it. All right, let's get to the action. Of course, you guys see on semiconductor here showing up, and um, we'll see what happens with these. I do see IC here. IC is a pharmaceutical company that is getting bought out today, uh, just to give you guys the numbers on that. So 
Uh, Iverk uh, BioShares are trading higher after Stellas announced it would acquire the company for $40 a share. Wow. You guys can see it's trading right now at $37.90 I have. So a high in the pre-market at $37.95. Of course, with the deal, this is pretty much done. But just wanted to go ahead and announce the news with it. Uh, let's keep going. Let's take a look at some other ones here that are making moves. I do see some gold trade showing up here. What do you guys think about the gold trade? Uh, I'm just going to comment on the bullion. We just had a big move here. Now we're in the green following silver. Silver's on fire. So I'm not sure what uh, the catalyst was here. Silver back up near the high of the move and uh, gold back over 2K. So momentum's still up. I would just look for like the high close of the moves and these stuff. Not seeing any particular. There's a recession. News. You know, if you think we're going to a recession, which obviously the market, some people still think that gold and silver, if you're getting long gold and silver, you're thinking tougher times ahead. So I don't know. Logic says they're right, but you know the technicals. You know, I, on the overall market says they're wrong. So this one's, I don't think we're going to see the S and P's at all time highs and gold at all time highs. Maybe it's going to be a funky market like that, but that typically doesn't happen. All right, here's an interesting one to see up today. I see Zillow Group up today. I looked to see if there was some news. I didn't see anything on Zillow Group, but it is definitely getting a little bit of a lift here in the pre market. What do you guys think about the chart? been beaten up i mean this is one you know that you know has bounced back from the lows but if you think about where we were a year and a half ago 105 dollars a share we know you know the real estate market you know hasn't been as hot as it was when interest rates were one or two percent you know interest rates five up six percent it's not that great for a company like this but if you think you're coming into a pause if you think you know the fed is going to start slowing maybe zillow group gets interesting uh, this is a mover, and it gets going one direction and has a hard time stopping. Uh, I would just be keeping a real close eye on the $46 area. Uh, there was multiple highs in April. That was also your April high. And then, I mean, also, if you look at your if you look at your housing stocks, right, and they're doing well, you think, you know, you think Zillow. I mean, people got to buy, people got to sell, you know, whether they're using the more traditional brokers or not. But uh I like this one. This one's a mover, and uh, I'd, I'd be looking for 46. All right, one last one I'll bring up here. I got Wynn. Uh, Wynn Resorts is – we'll see what happens with Wynn right now. It looks like uh, daily high, interesting one, is 117.17, and it looks like we're at 116.68 right now. A couple of highs in that area in the 117s. You can see it also from the 20th April um, also, just to kind of keep in mind, MGM does report after the bell today. Yeah, it does. Um, also, something to keep in mind, not that MGM, but, um, well, yeah, uh, we'll just leave it at that. MGM reports after the bell. I mean, uh, are these gaming stocks, I mean, did you see mm -hmm. Churchill Downs ahead mm. of the Derby here? I mean, this thing. Uh, these stocks, that yeah. one's, uh, what was the ticker against? The HDN. Yeah, 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 those things are on. That's a fire. Yeah, I mean, doing stuff, right? I mean, Man, you, you got out there. Yeah. You guys are both out there at the malls and the cruise lines. People still doing stuff. I mean, yeah. you think people are still doing stuff? Maybe Disney's a play here, too. It's starting to show some life. I'm long Disney. I bought it here on the pullback. <laughs> One of the only things I've, you know, that I've done right here in this last month it was a tough month for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, people are doing stuff. They're still paying to do stuff. They're still paying to do stuff, man. And I don't think that's going to go away regardless if we... I don't think it went away. We inflation. jacked interest rates this much and we couldn't kill the consumer. Maybe you just got to throw in the towel and say we can't kill the consumer. Yeah. 
It very much could be. I mean, uh, it's interesting to see. And I do see Lily up a little bit. We'll see if those can get going a little bit here. Uh, Lily has just Lily. been an absolute monster. They got the weight loss drug coming. It was the buy on the pullback. I'm so against. I oh, I'm so mad. So mad. <laughs> so mad at I had this at 330. Got stopped out at 325. And oh, then gosh. It went to and, I, and I wanted it too, Mitch. Um, <laughs> when it was coming down, we even talked about it on the show. We're like, this is going to be one of those you're going to want to buy on the pullback. Here. Oh, and Kramer right on this one. We give him heat. He's been right on this one. Yeah. He was talking about buying that pullback too. What a buy in March when it got down to 310. It's 390 here now. All pullbacks on Lily are probably going to get bought. That weight loss drug, drug is coming. All right. That's probably going to do it for us here today, guys. Like always, you guys can check out Trade Zero if you guys are looking for an extensive, uh, looking for shorts, an inventory of short locates. Definitely check it out, team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw up the link here. I saw someone remove my disclaimer, but I'll take care of that. Not a worry, team. You guys smash the like. We'll get get you guys out of here any last comments on the market joel 88.50 that was your uh your closing high for the month for the week that's it get our way in we're just we're up against resistance and we're, and we're hovering so this is the area 40 you know friday's high the glow uh the globex high overnight uh the onus is on the bulls to get us in the 4200 handle so great to have you back mitch and uh be back with you all later on all right, Joel's getting out of here. Dennis, yeah. you ready for the week, man? You ready? Yeah, again, I struggled. It? So just recapping last month, and I haven't looked at my results, but I know it was a bad month. So mm -hmm. it was one of those months where if you were trading on logic, you know, like even, you know, just we just yeah. give so many examples, like the charter quarter was terrible, you know, and boom. Well, I know all the bad news is priced in. It was one of those where you're kind of just trading on logic. You're on the wrong side of the trade. It's one of these markets where... It's, you know, momentum, it's crowded trades going the other way, a lot of that. Some fading was working, but VIX also implosion, really, compared exactly. to where we were in March to April, really hurt my performance. So, you know, I, I, I there's nothing I can do when you're an inefficiency trader, like I am, you're doing relationships. Stocks moving less just equals less money for me. So probably what hurt my performance most, more than anything, was the VIX, you know, peaking at 30 in March and now getting down to the 16 17 you know like just that implosion and volatility here really hurts and that hurts you know market makers that hurts you know a lot anybody who's trading actively less volatility equals less money that's what hurt me the most yeah that's why i would point to the question that i always talk about right what's the current environment it's so important to stay with it right because certain mm -hmm. times yes fundamentals make sense and they just Stocks mm -hmm. move on fundamentals. Certain mm -hmm. times, stocks move on momentum. Mm -hmm. Certain times, stocks move on bigger stocks. The big boys move in the stocks, right? Yeah. Always got to be asking ourselves that one question and trying to answer it. What current environment are we in? Are we yep. in the growth game? Are we in the value game? You got to be asking yourself that question so you, hopefully you can stay on top. And, All and, right. and, and then what we were trying to identify here this morning, and obviously it's just a few examples here, mm -hmm. is, is it the time to be looking at beaten down names, stuff that hasn't had the momentum, like the chart? What's the next charter? What's mm -hmm. the next Comcast? I think we have to ask ourselves those questions here because you're seeing reversals of moves. And Crocs, the exact opposite, had all the momentum. They're like, no, this is as good as it gets, and we sell this one off. Crocs, Comcast, exactly opposite directions. And, you know, the Comcast report was fine, actually, but the charter was such a good example by Spinner in just this environment where 
good news is sometimes bad news in the case of Crocs, just crowded trade. And bad news is sometimes good news in the case of Charter, just crowded trade. So crowded trades coming off. So if your stock's really beaten up and down in the dumpster, we want to hear from you right now on that stock because you know what? The Baxter turnaround, the Charter turnaround, dumpster diving season might be upon us here, Money Mitch. Yes, it, it might be. It might be. I'm going to go looking in that dumpster. I'm getting to live trading. You have a good one, Dennis. Like always, go do See what you, you do best, my friend. Go get to your trading action. Dennis is out of here. You guys keep up with Triple D Trader. And of course, now to get you guys over to live trading. And I do want to let you guys know we got a great competition starting. Yes, Lord Ryan, Zunaid, and I are competing in a small account challenge really small. It's just small. It's kind of just to kind of show you guys. We want to have a little bit of fun between us three. So we're going to have a little competition. If you guys want to check that out, come over to live trading. That's starting up right now. You don't got to go anywhere. Just stick right here. This stream will take you guys over. Of course, our live trading stream. We're going to get into all the action. We talk about strategy. And the main thing we do there is all about process. If you guys want to join a community that actually truly supports themselves and, of course, helps each other out, naming stocks, naming strategies, and, of course, getting a good environment, a good vibe, come over to our live trading stream. It's starting up right now.